0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Make the Space with Ashley. It's your girl, Ash. Thank you again for tuning in for another episode. I'm so happy to have you here with us. Thank you again for all your support and love for the podcast. If you're not already following the podcast page on Instagram, it's Make the Space with Ashley on Instagram, okay? There you can reach me personally. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, please shoot me a DM, I would love to connect with you. For today's episode, we have a very special guest and another Millersville University Marauder. We have Ethan Vaughn on the show. How are you, Ethan? I'm doing
1: well, doing great, and just living life one day at a time.
0: I hear that. I hear that. That's that's the best thing. You know, that's the most we can do. So Ethan is on the show to share a very, very special and inspirational story of his um ethan is a walking miracle and we're gonna get more into that in a sec but before we get started ethan every time i have a guest on the show i always do what i call a flex moment basically your time to shine a little bit more about yourself you know outside of you know what we're going to share with the listeners today um if you have any cool projects coming on or you know any any accomplishments recently? Uh, you know, just share whatever you're comfortable with uh, with the listeners.
1: Let's see. I'm a native of Coatesville, Pennsylvania. I was born in Brandywine Hospital. I was in, enrolled in the school district of Coatesville area until 2001, when my mom decided to move to Lancaster. The uh, accomplishments go uh, see I graduated college twice: Harrisburg Air Community College. December 2017. I recently graduated from Mills University. December 2020. I've been recognized by the School Board of Lancaster, Recognized with a proclamation and declaration by Lancashire City Council. I've been recognized by Airsburg Air Community College in a newsletter. And I've recently been recognized by Lancashire Community Television Station lctv channel 66 for an updated version as an inspirational story and i also was interviewed by dr johnny vega and i also was recently published in the front page of the legister newspaper the key quote is i did not give up my instagram snapchat and TikTok username is Ethan Poetic Twenty Three. I have a Facebook. I have a LinkedIn, and of course, I have a YouTube channel, Ethan Poetic. Uh, basically, I'm looked up into in the community by a lot of people, social media, and around the world. But at the same time, you know, it's just I come from humble beginnings, from a single parent household, where I didn't really have much of a father figure inside the household but I learned to turn my adversities into my advantage and in life it's never easy you have to be willing to go against the grain because like if your car starts breaking down you have to get it fixed just like in life when there's certain things that break down your foundation you have to take care of that stuff on a priority level before it shows out into the world very true words
0: thank you for that um congratulations on graduating i know i congratulated you personally but yes ethan graduated from millersville university um during the pandemic at that so congratulations to you uh, for finishing that during such a trying time that um and i saw that yeah you were on the front page of the newspaper so that big shout out uh, for that
1: that's awesome great great stuff you have going you're very welcome, and everything's backed up. It's on the internet, it's on social media, and, you know, I speak what I live, and I got to back up back up what I say. That way, when it gets researched, I can pass the test of being challenged. And from there, you know, the proof is in the ink, and the proof is in... digital footprint i left but it's also about leaving a legacy for the future generation and the current people who are who are living now
0: absolutely and i do see you know you have a lot of you know interaction with the community especially with the youth and i do see that you're you know really active in that respect and you are like you said you are looked up to by many you're very inspirational and um Ethan reached out to me because Ethan and I we went to school together. We went to and that's where we met. Um and we recently got reconnected with the podcast page on Instagram and Ethan reached out and wanted to come on the show and share his story. And when I learned more about Ethan and his story and where he's at today, you know, with the time that has passed since, uh, Millersville, since I was at Millersville, I was like, yes, please come on and share this. I think, especially during like, you know, there's been a lot of negativity going on in the world, a lot of breathing grieving happening. Um, you know, so I think it would be great to have such a feel good inspirational story to tell. So I want to jump into it with you, Ethan, uh, you know, take us back to you know the day of your accident. Walk us through that whole accident. You know, I'm sure it started out as a as a normal day, and just just to paint a picture, for listeners, of what that day was like for you.
1: Um, basically, I was helping Jordan Steffi, the Children's of a Chance Foundation, now rebranded to Otago, Emilio Kedia Heights golf tournament with the fundraising effort. we selling Dux brand watches. There were two. Two different uh, groups. One for the morning, one for the afternoon. We see the goal of raising the funding. Everyone had a great time. Pictures were being taken. And then I left out with my aunt, her fiance, and two cousins. And then the last time I, I I, I do bluntly Like I had a concussion, so I don't remember the car accident called Harley. Only thing I can do is just like, imagine what happened imagine what took place but what ended up happening was last thing i remember seeing was the hess gas station near the olive garden Route 30 near the rockville I then next thing you know we wake up at the unit nobody's telling me what's happening i got tubes in my stomach or chest and i got ivs i lost all this weight the only piece of people I'm seeing is just nurses and staff. And then eventually I end up seeing family members and they finally tell me what happened. I was just devastated, but it's like a feeling where I I can I can hear what's being said, but I was heavily medicated. Like, a sense of feeling where I can tap into my emotions like somebody else would because the injuries I suffered were so severe. They had to heavily medicate me. That way I can still function and be coherent in a way. Mm -hmm. But what happened was after being in the hospital for at least a month, I ended up going to Langston Rehabilitation, which is on a good drive. It's actually right across the street from the Women and Babies Hospital and less than two minutes away from Park City Mall. I was there doing the rehab, physical speech, occupational, and then took a turn for the worst where I ended up choking a banana because it wouldn't go down. Then we we'll take a feeding test and basically my larynx got paralyzed, so I got, ended up having emergency surgery get put on a feeding tube. And the doctor first said maybe eight months to a year. And I've never been in that situation before. I can't eat or drink. Well, luckily I was, I continued to get second opinions every month to get my throat checked out to see if I pass a feeding test. And it took like five whole months of patience, being disciplined, and learning the consequences of where to try to eat again. But ultimately, that day I finally started eating again was just the biggest breakthrough of my life. Mm-hmm. Started the weight, start eating again, and next thing you know people start wanting to take me out to eat, <laughs> food to the house, drinks. I'm talking about as good assorted of beverages, not the alcoholic beverages. Mm-hmm. And then you know it's just it was just a day of celebration where all these people were coming out. I remember being. At my house, being in the rehab, being in the hospital, we actually have a Bible study there. I remember also just people showing up randomly, people calling the phone. But at the same time, life just wasn't the same. It's just, it's one thing to overcome the accident. It's quite another to recover from or the physical stuff. And then eventually, you know, the long journey, getting my life back together.
0: Yes. So... Um, Tell me, other than, you know, you had the paralyzed larynx and had a difficulty breathing, but you mentioned you had to go to speech therapy, physical therapy. What other injuries did you
1: sustain from this accident? As I mentioned before, the concussion, a left black eye, Uh, my wrist kind of a sprain. Then I suffered a left fractured collarbone that I never got surgery on because oh. since I since my larynx was like paralyzed, the doctors didn't want to take a risk. Then the biggest injury of everything, where I should have died, was my aorta got got severed. I should have died within three to five minutes of internal bleeding. Where hey, I shouldn't be here, but. Oh that I just say, based on what I can use in my imagination, basically cops, ambulance, fire department, EMT skill, cut the car in half and put me in the ambulance right away. And eventually made it to the Lancashire General Hospital. The guy, Dr. Wortella showed up and did the emergency surgery. It was high risk. And basically, I had a 99% chance of death Versus 1% chance of living. And, you know, it's just the surgery was done, but the thing is, it was just the waiting time. And it, it wasn't a waiting time like someone's waiting in maternity ward. They are waiting to see if I wake up. Mm-hmm. And when I woke up, I was in a legally high conscious state where, okay, I can talk to people, but. I'm not aware of my, I'm not aware of anything. I'm in in a different, different, uh, how to say this politely, I'm in a different mind frame. I don't even remember the conversations I had with people on those days. what ended up happening was the surgery was a successful one and the woman who cried was so relieved. The doctor was amazed that that surgery was a success. And then, you know, family members were very relieved. My parents didn't have to bury me, set up funeral arrangements, create my obituary. What I can just say is, you know, like I always tell people, it's not that I directed intentionally God, but it is God's work because that's the only way I'm still here present. Amen. wow and yes the
0: aorta if for some of our listeners who are not familiar with the anatomy i and i know that the surgery is a very risk surgery i used to be an anesthesia technician in the or dealing with um a lot of cardiac you know heart cases um aortic dissections and the aorta uh, for those who may not know is the main artery of the body and it supplies oxygenated blood throughout your um and it passes right over the heart and um it's one of the biggest arteries in in your body and if that is you know severed um if it's you know erupted or anything or dissected um yeah it could be very deadly you have a window for surgery um because now there's there's um the force of the blood is pumping that's pumping to split into layers of the artery wall allowing the blood to leak in between the walls. then it's a very high-risk surgery it's a very um that's a very deadly it, the fact that you had this high-risk surgery and survived that like i am amazed because i could tell you myself i you know being in the heart room dealing with, uh, ruptured aortas or aortic dissections. Like there has been times that people don't make it out of that. So you are a hundred percent blessed. Absolutely. Um, so you, know, you started to go through rehab and you started to, to eat again, you know, um, What were some other things during this recovery period that started to come back to you? Or maybe, you know, something started to get a little easier or or perhaps, you know, those periods where life may feel like it's going to go back to normal?
1: Um, Basically, it was just a situation where I was able to start eating again. And it was just one of the best feelings ever to have weight being put on. And then the one of the breakthroughs was I was going to, it was through Teen Haven where I was volunteering at. It was with the help of Jason McKinney, his wife Nicole McKinney, and Pastor Jose Jimenez, where well, they wanted me to go there and restore my faith and get used to being back to normal, being back to being a civilian. Because we're in rehab and hospital and at my house for all that stretch of period, I miss out on so much. Mm-hmm. And part of missing out so much is basically I had an opportunity to go to college at Hack, had a job opportunity lined up, a few poetry performances lined up, but then all I got taken away because of a car accident. But what ended up happening was one day I was playing a game of football and some tag games, and I just thought, you know, I just do it just for Pete's sake, just to participate. I ended up being the fastest guy. So that's when I realized I got my athletic ability back, but I also learned there's more to me just being athletic. There's also areas where I grew and where I became so resistant to temptation. I became more disciplined to where I don't need to go to military school. I just know what it takes to overcome adversity when it Mm -hmm. comes to life situation. It's like for for some people they'll get caught up in the moment of freezing. For me, I react, and it's not something that was trained. It's just something that happened. It's just when you overcome death of um, any circumstances, your body's not the same, and when you do recover, your senses become more enlightening and fast, fast reacting, and that's what ended up happening to me. It's something i didn't realize until i started playing football and the track and start readjusting to my life again and one one of the things that really took me out of my comfort zone was jason mckinney you know i was, enjoyed playing the video games and sports i was on that high of like just glad to have some ability back but what ended up happening was he he wanted to give my testimony at uh teen haven camp and I was kind of like hesitant, like I don't feel comfortable talking about something so dramatic because I'm not the type of person that really shows that side where I'm going to humiliate myself in order to like be exalted. I'm not going to show that weak side or a side where, hey, I'm real with my emotions. Mm-hmm. It's just a situation where that's what I saw on one side, the other side was Jason saw but he didn't tell me. I can inspire people. And that's what ended up happening at that situation
0: where, mm-hmm. you know,
1: I, I kind of like around the campfire just blew everybody away. Because they had no idea and I didn't even look like it. And basically, you know, I left out of there a different person than I did coming in. Mm-hmm uh the other breakthrough with jason mckinney and his wife was getting my driver's license and it it's it was just an amazing feeling to finally you know have that support of him and his wife where they let me use their car while i had my parking no driving permit and basically start practicing and practicing and putting in the work and eventually I passed, posted on social media. I thought I was get 20 likes. I ended up getting over 300 likes on that picture and all these comments. People were so proud and everything else. And then from there, I ended up working for the school of Lancaster, starting the sports programming with sports, football, basketball, track and field. And mind you, I used to attend Wheatland Middle School and JP McCaskey. I never knew I'd be working there. I had no idea or any clue that I'd be working at either location, even as a former student athlete there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The other breakthrough was just uh, kids bringing me out of my comfort zone where I would show up to work. I'm thinking this is my sanctuary. I can you know, relate to all the student athletes, talk to some of the families, you know. but kids now they have cell phones and basically, they start Googling me and then they show me their cell phone and say, is that you? That was in the car. So I'm like, yeah, that is me. And I had to tell my boss about it. And he's like, Ethan, you are inspiration, so you're going to have to adjust to it because you're going to have to live with this for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I realized, um, I got to do something. So I realized I can just turn things around to where I can, since I'm being looked up to, I can just inspire, create these posters, and with the help of certain artists and basically select a few student athletes at a time. And from there, we take pictures, I give them like a graduation card or thank you card, whatever. And then from there, post it on social media. And then, yeah, I just, I did that partially because I wanted to change the narrative about the Carson because prior to me being on the front page election newspaper, Uh, that's all people knew about me It's just a person that was in critical condition but thanks to social media i get to create my own narrative and tell my own story and tell more of the updated version and that's when people really felt more inspired by everything and then from there it just took off Uh, jordan steffi was also a big help as well as far as they encouraged me it's time to go back to what we set up, set up beforehand, before the crisis. And I was able to get my transcripts for free from the school to Lancaster, enroll at Hack, And the, the environment was just different. In high school, teachers can read the books to you. In college, you gotta read the books on your own. You wanna kind mm-hmm. around the class, they put you out. And It's about money and basically you gotta take care of your business in college. Because that's eventually what it comes down to because there's gonna be certain people you're gonna be outgrowing each semester. Absolutely. And then finally, just being able to be comfortable with talking about it, i come a long way. And it helped me grow and I also realized the quote of when you start being uncomfortable with certain things and overcome them. You're not growing in your inner core. But I will admit, I don't want to be, like, the center of attention all the time. There's times where I want to be the person in the background. There's times where I want to be the person that's... I don't mind being here at the event, but I don't want to talk about everything right now because it's just a time and place for everything. And mm-hmm. I set that boundary boundaries with certain people because it's just, like, I show up at some place. And next thing you know, uh... Can you tell me what happened? Can you tell me this and that? Like, I just want to have lunch. I, I just want to enjoy life, not talk about this stuff. Because there's a cost of me inspiring people. And that's humility. There's being vulnerable to the deepest core. And that's that's something people don't understand. Is that the people who inspire you the most are the people who are the most vulnerable. Because they're pouring out their hearts They're telling you the whole truth. But they're also telling you that this is what happened, but at the same time, this is what happened behind the scenes. And that's something people don't really realize as a whole, that they have to learn to see things differently and allow a person to have that time and place to want to share their story and time and place to where, uh, let's talk about this another time. Let's just enjoy life.
0: Mm-hmm that you recognize that and you set those boundaries um that's very healthy and you know it sounds like throughout this recovery journey this healing journey you've had many 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 support systems um and that definitely i would imagine you know mental state you know i'm sure many people who would go through something like this you know, it would really, you know, affect their mental health, and, You and know, it may have them in a very, like, depressed state, you know, along with your support system, I know you mentioned black is your faith something that helped you um, persevere through all this and not get discouraged throughout the healing journey?
1: I have to say yes, because I was on a lot of people's prayer lists when that car accident happened. I'm talking uh, not just locally, statewide social media too it's just people were just praying for the best because they they didn't a lot of people didn't want me going out like that as far as to a car accident and people have to realize that you know death is a serious situation in the face death is also when somebody's uh, you know life ends and when it's mm-hmm. over because once that coffin closes, that's it. You can't see that person no more. hmm And I realized that, you know, people were praying for me so much that their prayers not only were answered, but what they asked for was beyond what they ever saw coming. And what people also realize is that Prayer goes a long way. It's not something you pay for, like you pay for a cell phone bill or household bills. It's just more speaking verbally, or for some people have to do prayer in sign language with their hands and also braille. And, you know, prayer has multiple ways of being communicated with in different languages, not just English. And mental health, you know, I'm not on any drugs, I'm not an alcoholic, and I never turn to any addiction. It's just, I'm thankful being part of not, not having no serious addiction where I turn to it just to cope or anything. Because I've seen a lot of people who do come from certain situations where, you know, life does happen, they end up turning to things that end up becoming a downfall. And eventually, you know, they end up finding their own help. And people have to understand that your mental health is key towards success in your relationships, marriages, businesses, and having a healthy environment. And again, like I said before, you have to address that stuff on a priority level, not put it off, because when you put it off, it's going to show up. And when it shows up, there's going to be people who see it. And there's some people who may judge and think, I didn't know that side of you before. I didn't know that trauma, pain, wound, or scar happened to you, but there's also some people who will be there and encourage you and pray. And you have to understand that not everything on social media and your personal life needs to be on there. Because before social media, you got to have a conversation with somebody. And social media is not the place to put personal business out there because you open the door for people to speak their opinions not their solutions and i say that because that stuff can be used against you when it comes to applying for a job and the hr department finds that like, oh we can't hire that person because if they're telling their personal life story out there that has nothing to do that's encouraging or inspiring they can tell something about the job that's going wrong And. That's something that people have to realize that social media is not the place to confide in. Social media was originally designed for networking, but once Tom—not Tom, uh, Mark Zuckerberg—started to expand his network and made it open to people besides college students, it took off, and that's what's key towards health because you start taking care your mental health on a priority level and start evolving the way you eat drink you'll live longer in life and i said it because my grandma lived to her late 90s because she was eating healthy food not fast food because the reason why some of these kids act up is because the fast food and all these foods that have and Food coloring—that stuff comes at a cost, and that's why some of these kids are not able to focus in class, the Zoom meeting. Because back in the day, food was more organic, and people could more be more dialed about dialed into conversations and comprehend. And last but not least, you have to do all well the face the music of your own choices—good, bad, and ugly—and learn from them, not repeat them, because. The people you're around the most is who you're likely to come and who you affect the most. And once you start showing people your crowd, that's when your future is going to be known. And in some situations, you know, you can be part, of, you can be uh, close to a bad crowd, but you, can, you also have the choice to leave the bad crowd because no one's forcing you to be there. No one's. Grab you by the hand, you have a choice that's will, willingly, to decide whether your mental health wants to get better for the future or for, for better or for worse. Because the reason why some people have delays in life because they're not taking care of their mental health. And when you have so many delays in life, the things you should have done years ago, you're not doing later. It shows you end up using up a certain amount of your years to do something you should have done much sooner. But when it keeps being put on the back, but instead sort of priority level, it's going to show it has tremendous effects. But it's better to cross the finish line than not. In my situation, you know, I had delays from being raised in a single parent household. And I've seen people make some bad decisions, not that I'm blaming. But I will say, I didn't let it define me because I saw in whole nother life that where there are people who are successful celebrities who come from the same environment I came from and overcame the same things. And there's plenty of books to read in the library that shows how to overcome adversity and improve your mental health. But it has to be willing to face the music of their choices and do what's best for the long term, not the short term.
0: Right. Um, yes. Mental. The mental health journey it takes a lot of self-work, and you know it's not linear, um, and it, you know, it, it does require a lot of resources as well. Like yourself, you have a, a great support system. Uh, for some people, their mental health journey, also their support system, is their you know their faith, their relationship with God, which you have as well um you know prayer you know for believers is a big key in the mental health journey as you know if you are a believer which i am as well it does work um and it can be you know that in itself can be very helpful very therapeutic as as well in the mental health journey so i'm glad that you know with your healing journey you were able to stay mentally well um throughout all your adversities um so it's right since the accident?
1: Yes, 10 years and at first I didn't think much of it until Jordan you know, sent me a message on Facebook and said he wanted to speak to me in person. And this is during a time where I was in the home stretch of college while I was doing my internship at Lancaster Community college, Lancaster, uh Community Television Station Channel 66 and also taking a my final class at most university which was a math uh, math class basically just tell me the importance of a 10-year university and i started looking at things differently like yeah i have come a long way i have broken a lot of paths for myself i have inspired a lot of people and things start happening like once i graduated college I filled out the application for graduation and then start sharing a different part of my life more on social media as far as, you know, as I crossed the finish line. And then eventually, I ended up getting recognized by school board of Lancaster. I basically sat in the meeting, telling them what I overcame, showed him my college degree, and I got a round of applause to the picture with uh, Dr. Rao. And then they sent the letter to me and then i knew most of the city council members including the mayor and then i also knew Janet diaz jamie arroyo and several other people and they all voted to do a proclamation and declaration for me uh the key part of that was started was Janet diaz where i knew her before she became a council member i talked to her on the phone and she was born and welcome to get things started and be consistent on it and once I was on that zoom meeting for I waited about two hours after, after they go through all their general stuff but they all were inspired and voted yes as in saying I, I, aye three weeks later I get the special letter and after that I get recognized by Harrisburg Community College where I end up was on LinkedIn, contacted somebody who ended up sending me to the, one of the writers and what the one of the writers ended up doing is Zoom with them. And then the biggest one of them all was being featured on the Lancaster newspaper where I was at a Chester basketball game down in Delaware County. Chester just won the boys 5A District 1 championship. And then basically I get a text from John Walk and he wanted to interview. I thought the text was fake. Because I've been getting some people texting me. And, you know, bogus things. Well, when I looked at it twice. I realized, oh, he is legit. And I texted him said, yes. We had a conversation a few days later. Just a pre-talk. And then, once he came to the Talo office. We took some pictures there. And that was the most intense interview ever. For two hours. We went from talking about what my life was like in Coatesville, single parent household, to the transition of uh, leaving Lancaster, leaving Coatesville in the middle of my uh, eighth grade years for Lancaster, where I transferred to Wheatland Middle School. I was still able to do sports up here my freshman year, but unfortunately I wasn't able to do my three years of varsity, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade year, because prior to me moving to C- Lancaster, my mom had my little sister, and she was getting ready to start pre-K, and the younger brothers just wasn't old enough to pick her up from the bus station, and I'm the only, you know, teenager, so I had to sacrifice three years of that just to pick up my sister from the bus stop, because if I didn't, well, that's when your News services gets involved, and unfortunately, you know, I had to do was, had to do something that a real man's supposed to do. So I was kind of forced to grow up fast. And what people have to understand is that when it comes to child care and picking your child up at uh, bus stops when they're when they need to be, uh, that's a priority. And. That's something I always remember, but it also allowed me to learn that uh, I was being selfless, but it was a choice that got put on me because my mom didn't hire a babysitter and didn't trust any of the neighbors to get get the job done. But ultimately, you know, things worked its way out many years later where I did graduate from college twice and I got featured in the front of the Lancaster newspaper, and John Walk, you know, I gave him a special shout out for, you know, allowing me to be on the front page and send the photographer out to my job where it was a scrimmage, JP McCaskey versus Coastville at Lancaster. And then the other opportunity was this. I used, when I was living in Coastville, I used to live right across the street, right next to the high school campus of Coastal Area Senior High School. And I never knew in all my years that I'd be working at that track and field because coach Damien Henry, he requested my help to do the girls varsity, long and triple jump. Now I did get compensated for that. And that was just a, an amazing experience that I was able to work back in the place that I used to live and grew up in
0: yeah it's like everything came full circle and i'm really glad that you know you got to recognize, you know 10 years post the accident so are now you know that is a win that should be celebrated because um as prior you know there wasn't there was a very very low chance of you making it out of this especially with that aorta injury so you know we're ten years we're ten years now since the accident. You have told us all so much, you know, all the achievements that you have, um, you know, under your belt. So Ethan sees see himself ten years from today. Hmm.
1: Hopefully, I get my career started in television. Be an anchor, sports anchor. Continue to do the interviews and be my own producer. Cause I know how to deliver, you know, the story, but also get to the point and allow someone to feel comfortable and always give them a thank you card. That way it shows appreciation for their time and well-being. Uh, I'll be a homeowner where I have the independence to just have a place where I call my own. And hopefully I can settle down with the right woman that sees me as more than a friend where it's just, I can get the first date, the second date, the third date, and then transition to a serious a long-term relationship because behind a great man is a woman that's the backbone, the supporting person. But I also understand every relationship is different because life happens and people change over time. And there was this quote I learned about relationships, about the type of woman you date, And the quote simply says, If you choose a working woman, you have to accept that she can't handle the full household duties all the time. If you choose a housewife who can take care of you and manage the home completely, you need to accept that she doesn't make money. If you choose a submissive woman, you must accept that she depends on you. If you choose to be with a brave woman, you must accept that she is tough and has her own thoughts if you choose a beautiful woman you have to accept the expenses that come with it if you choose to be with a great woman you must accept that she is tough and firm, no woman is perfect a woman has her own good thing that defines who she is and makes her unique, end quote that is absolutely
0: true so ladies um Ethan is single, so if there's anyone out there listening that is interested, you could slide in his DMs, perhaps, maybe. <laughs> um, so that's that's great stuff, and I definitely see you having all of that ten years from now. You have so much already, you know. Ten years since the accident, you're going to continue receiving blessings on blessings, my friend. Um, last thing before we wrap up if someone's listening to this right now and they're going through you know it, it, doesn't, it' doesn't have to be similarly to yours where they you know experience an accident but if you know if anyone's listening and they're having any type of struggle any any sort of adversity and you know they're having a hard time you know breaking through that continuing on what advice would you give to that person
1: uh, first you have to really look at the truth for what it is because every situation has a who what when where and why and you have to have a serious conversation with yourself like how far you want to go to heal yourself take yourself to the next level and i learned this quote if you focus on the hurt you will continue to suffer if you focus on the lesson you will continue to grow And what I learned in my situation is that I could have focused on the hurt, I could have focused on everything I lost, but eventually you got to go from being the victim to the victor and you have to have that courage to really go out your way to transfer your mind because... Not everyone's gonna be for you. That's in your life that wants you to be o- overcome things, because there's some people who didn't understand that. Um, I was destined to overcome the things, but the but you also have to realize that in life, you know, challenges are gonna happen. Even challenges happen to the most successful person, the most good-hearted person as well. Mm-hmm. And it's challenges are meant to grow. Some of those challenges are meant to be lessons. But I also realize there's some situations where some people are, you know, have some deep, deep issues that need to be addressed. And you know, I've seen situations where some people have alcohol addictions and other addictions, and certain family members have to call an intervention and give an ultimatum, and you get the help you need. All got to distance ourselves from you, and that's when life. Has this choice in that in that teachable moment, but I understand that everyone has their story. But everyone gets to choose to be the victim or the victor, and no one's perfect. But there's always room for improvement, you know. Mm. Like, or you know, we can we can see a BMW, a Rolls Royce, or a Ford pickup. They may drive smooth, but they always need maintenance. Gas, insurance, registration, and you know that monthly payment, whether it's a lease or finance. But part of that maintenance for that car is making sure the brakes are good, oil changes, and cl- keeping the car clean. Same thing with life, you have to do maintenance on yourself mm-hmm. because that's the difference between you keep going and going and you can avoid certain detours. You can avoid certain delays, and eventually, you'll come to a place in life where you actually do find peace. You do find yourself being more than what you were destined to be. Because in my situation, I wasn't expected to go to college when I was in uh, learning support classes. I was targeted because, hey, I come from a single parent household. Me and my siblings got different dads. We're on the welfare, you name it. Our fathers are absent. And, you know, when I looked at all my files from elementary to high school, there was no mention of going to college, further education, such as take dual enrollment classes, honor classes, STEM, any of that stuff why I see the people's expectations in the education world. And it goes to show that not everything that's being taught, taught or said in a public school or private school setting is true. Because what I can tell you is this, is that I knew that there was more life for me than just being in a learning support class even though I was targeted. Because back in the day, during the time period when my aunts and uncles grew up, they were schoolhouse learning, and this is before the state uh, funding came in, and it was focused on financial literacy, getting your trades, your certifications. That way, you didn't technically have to go to college, but you'll be making an honest living and become part of the middle class, working class, and blue collar class. Well, once that state funding came and it became all these strings attached. So basically, the state will say, if this school district wants this learning support money, you gotta target certain students to meet a certain demographic. And you know, they chose me for a reason. But at the same time, I knew I was, I knew I was destined for something because I'm the smartest guy in the math class. As far as going now, all the other classes, but I realized looking back now, it's just the biggest reason why I was in that class because my father never showed up at any of the teacher conferences, or IP means. Now, I would admit my parents were never together together. And what I realized is that without a man's presence showing up, that has a big influence. And as a result, you know, there's a lot of things in my life I did without him. And Mm -hmm. what I tell other people is that, all because you come from a single parent household, or your biological parent wasn't there, you still got you still gotta run your race. Because as an adult, you know, you have to keep moving forward. Because the person Mm -hmm. who's supposed to do it is not doing it on a priority; they're putting it on the back burner and gonna have all these denials. It's like basically. They don't want you to outgrow them. And what I can tell you is that I own a lot of family members. And it it wasn't by someone giving things to me. I the so time. I worked and earned for everything I ever have. Mm-hmm. Nothing was given to me. An opportunity was given to me. But I still had to put in the work just like anybody else who's uh, getting ready to cross the finish line at... Millsville University where we're going to finally have a commencement ceremony the 6th of May and I look forward to that but overall you know people have to understand that you choose the story to your legacy you choose the the life you want to live Mm -hmm. because you have to be willing to be like a tree that grows with branches You have to be willing to transfer from being the caterpillar to a butterfly where you can spread your wings and fly. Because in life, you don't want to look back on your life like there's so many opportunities you missed out on, but didn't have the courage to step up to the plate. And believe me, there's there's people that are always going to be in your corner for you to grow. But overall, you have to be willing to... See yourself beyond your circumstances because there's people in prison who are about to get out who see themselves beyond their circumstances. There's people who are mm-hmm. maybe homeless putting up in a shelter see themselves or get encouraged to see themselves beyond their circumstances. And that's my advice. And to check me out, you can check me out on YouTube ethan poetic my tiktok snapchat and instagram username is ethan poetic 23 i have a facebook and i have a linkedin and my email is ethan E T, H 16 at gmail.com all right well i
0: i really like the analogy with the car you had a a lot of good analogies there and one thing that stuck out to me you said was you know being not the victim but the victor. I really like how how you said that. So thank you for that, um, Ethan. I want to thank you again for coming on the show. I appreciate you reaching out to me and your willingness to vulnerable um, here on the show and um, tell your story. And um, I'm looking forward to with you in the future. You know, if you ever want to be a guest on the show or if there's anything that you would like to work on together, anything that um i can do you know for you to to help you you know in the communications realm because like like you i have a degree in communications as well so you know if you ever need you know a friend and reach out to me don't hesitate all right yeah but i also
1: have to make sure reciprocal that i help you out as well because oh i really appreciate that (laughs) because i don't want to be the taker but not be the giver at the same time so there has to be balance (laughs) It's kind of course, of, my, of course. Here's my, here's my knowledge about car. In order for the car to go, go forward, the tires have to be balanced. <laughs> yeah, just like in any, you know, helping someone that has to be give and take, it can't just be one side because if it comes one side, someone's going to feel used and appreciated. And eventually their phone calls and texts are not going to be answered as fast.
0: Right. Well, I, I know for a fact I will not have that problem with you. You know, we go... We go way back and i'm really glad that we got to reconnect um over instagram and you know do the show and share your story so i really appreciate you ethan um i know my listeners are gonna really appreciate you um and yeah i'm just so happy to have this opportunity with you tonight for coming on ethan um again uh follow and you youtube linkedin facebook all that good stuff all right if you missed all that information run it back and catch all that and make sure to follow ethan as well on instagram so this is make the space with ashley follow us on instagram at make the space with ashley and thank you for tuning in for another episode everyone and god bless